So getting right into this thing, man, if you could give us a little bit about what Sacred Sons is all about and really uh, the inspiration behind it, and then, yeah, we can get the ball rolling. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me, Gary. And uh, it's an honor to be here to to speak about the mission and, and the passion that I have for Sacred Sons. Um, I'm a co-founder along with three other co-founders. So I just want to, you know, shout them out. Myself, Adam Jackson, Albert Bastiad, Jason McKenzie, and Neil Christensen uh, came together to form Sacred Sons in 2018. And we do in-person and online work around masculine embodiment. And so, you know, we are in a time where there's a lot of talk about mental health. There's a lot of talk about healing. There's a lot of talk about conscious awakening. And you're someone who is you know, promoting those type of conversations. And so Sacred Sons is bringing it together for the men in connection and in brotherhood, uh, doing really deeply transformational work for our lives. And so one of the, the our taglines is uh, to connect men to their hearts. Mm. And so we're in a world where men are, are oftentimes in our heads. And, you know, masculinity has been under attack uh, for several years. And you know, kind of deemed as this inherently toxic thing. And so Sacred Sons provides these experiences that allows men to come out of their heads, get into their hearts, get back into their bodies and into simply to become better men. Mm, awesome mission statement right there. So essentially what it is, showcasing divine masculinity. Yeah, let me talk about this word sacred. Uh, you know, because there can be projections around this word um, and sons, you know, this in this statement, sacred sons, we are saying that uh, not only is masculinity sacred, but that all life is sacred. You know, we come from this, the perspective of everything is sacred. And so as men, there's only one piece that we can all relate on, that we are sons and that we came through our mothers mm. and that we are sons of the most high God. Right. And so in that there is humility this is not like hey we're we're sacred sons and you're not yeah you know what i'm saying we are calling this in for all men to a remembrance that we that we hold the sacred and yes we hold the role of the sacred masculine i like to say sacred masculine and divine feminine mm, um I like and so the 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 piece of the sacred masculinity and, and just consider this if you're if you're on the consciousness path sacred geometry it's structural masculine energy is also structural a lot of times we talk about the masculine being the container holder so that the feminine can flow and dance within that container yeah. and so like the masculine comes with with a piece that holds the sacred and um, that holds the awareness that all life is sacred mm. i like that man yeah <laughs> i like that thank you <laughs> what does that spark for you what do you, tell me what you think about the divine divine feminine or divine in general you mean yeah or the or the divine or life this, we're in yeah <laughs> i mean where do i start i don't know man it is it is a it is a it's like a dance between two poles of our being and it seems as though in the world that we are currently in there's a there's quite an imbalance between those two poles whether it's literally individually or at a collective so it seems to be in today's world, we're trying to, in one way or the other, balance that out 
within our being. And uh, it's almost like we don't know how to go about it. It's almost like we don't have the right role models for this said sacred sun energy, the sacred masculinity, you know? Yes. And you could call it role models. You could call it mentorship. You can call it masculine embodiment. But the the what you're pointing to is true that it's been missing, and we've been putting it in the wrong places. We put it into Hollywood, into characters of what men are. Mm-hmm. We put it into, um, you know, we put it into behavioral things like materialism, womanizing. These types of energies become entangled with what the belief of what being a man is, and it's simply not true. Yeah. And how do we know it's not true? How do we know it's not true? Well, 74% of suicides are men. And I'm talking about all men. I'm talking about men who make millions of dollars. So we know it's not about your bank account. We know it's not about your followers or your likes. Like in the, in the core of this life, none of that shit really matters. And so how do we come into contact with what does matter, with our values, with who we are as human beings at our core? And so that's what this work is here to illuminate for men broadly, but also at the individual level. You know, men come into our containers for initiation. Men come into our containers for what what we're seeking, which is that mentorship. And you use the term role model. And so like, what has been being modeled for young men? I grew up idolizing WWF wrestlers and the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> and that's not that's not all bad. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of brilliance in in what the RZA had to share with me at you know the age of 15, and and it's not to discard that. However, what Sacred Sons is bringing into the forefront of our awareness is that young men need mentorship, grown men need acknowledgement and need encouragement. So we come into the containers of masculine alchemy to do this work. Um, you know, we we have a lot of different types of uh, processes or rituals that we do with men. And that could look anywhere from, you know, a circle with a brother sharing in the center, uh, to sparring, to, um, you know, meditation, breath work. There's there's all kinds of tools that we have at our disposal, and the important pieces that we're circling up as men, we're acknowledging each other to become better men. That's awesome, man. Wow, yeah, that's definitely what the world needs, especially with the likes of uh, Andrew Tate and people like him. I mean, no doubt. Yeah, it's uh I don't I don't think we even have to get into that, but yeah, it's not, Well, let's speak uh, on it. I think it's good. I think that I mean it's pre- it's super real, it's super present. Um and I want to I want to be clear like not everything that that dude says is inherently wrong either. Yeah. However, Andrew Tate is severely misaligned mm-hmm. and it's showing up in his reality right now. So there's no question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and you know I don't want to debate philosophy. However, he also has an intention of bringing men back into their bodies and things like this. The way he goes about it, the way he's stating it, it's it's still steeped in materialism and womanizing. And we and you just have to acknowledge that. And so is that what you are trying to become or to attain in your life? And that's not to say that prosperity, like I want abundance and prosperity for all of my brothers and sisters. Um, and so it's not to say to not seek that. However, that is not the end game of what we're going for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so we, you could, you could kind of look at, uh, some of the work that we're doing as the antith- antithesis of what 
of like what he's preaching. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no heart in what he's preaching or people like him are preaching emotion. You know, it's all, it's hyper-masculine, which is, that's the world we were born into, man. It's just hyper-masculine, dominator-esque, which is, there's still like, that is masculine essence in a way, but it's like, it's just imbalanced. Like I said, it's a little, it's a little too much. It's a little too masculine. Uh, so I guess that's where you guys come in or people with the likes of you guys come in. It's, uh, it's bringing about a balance within this, within the sphere of masculine and feminine that we all have. And it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool to see. I really like the energy yeah. that you guys have. Yeah. Thank you. You know, um, Andrew Tate has said he doesn't trust a man who's cried or who cries. Yeah. Right. And so what I like to say is I don't trust a man who doesn't grieve, mm. who doesn't know how to access that part of himself that needs to grieve because as men, like we are, we're taught to stuff it all down, right? Like man up, stuff the emotions down. Don't cry. Don't, you know, don't react to your emotions. And it's not an invitation to become more emotional. It's an invitation to acknowledge your emotions, yeah. to become in command of our energy. Mm. And so when we understand how to command ourselves and to respond to any situation, truly, like this is our role as men to be capable to respond to situations. Like this is a, <laughs> this is a primary thing that we have to walk around in society and, and hold ourselves to. Right. And so, the way to do that is not to stuff the emotions down. We know what that gets us. That gets us the overblown reactions that gets us like, that gets us into chaos. Yeah. Which, which of the energies is a more feminine state just to, to like, if we're talking about polarity. And so how do we hold that? It's actually incredibly healthy for us as men, as brothers to circle up and be real and let let go express our anger be witnessed in it express the depth of our heartbreak and to be witnessed in it this is the most masculine shit you could do yeah it takes so much courage to do that it takes so much courage to do that and so like you know we also spar we also box we wrestle you know and um i think this is uh i think this is healthy for men and a lot of spiritual men because you know kind of in that space here. Um, a lot of yogis especially are kind of like, you know, I'm nonviolent, I'm peaceful. And that is, that is absolutely a privilege. And it's, and it's true. We can be, we can be peaceful. And at the same time, we have to train our bodies. We have to train our minds. We have to train our hearts to be prepared. Um, not to, not to in turn go home and return violence or enact violence. But to express ourselves in that arena in a really safe way is extremely healthy for us. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you can see men are drawn to it. We put billions of dollars into sports to watch other people become champions, to watch other people express themselves physically, when in fact, we all have to be doing it. It's not about watching Tom Brady throw the touchdown. It's about you get out in the yard with your kids and playing some two-hand touch. Yeah, that There's more energy and emotion in that act than any Super Bowl. And so we have to bring this presence back into our minds as men, back into our hearts as fathers. Wow. Yeah, well said, man. Yeah, it's just literally ingrained in us, whatever that is, that competitive spirit. That is a masculine spirit to have like that sense of competition 
And yes, yeah, you can't just shy that away. That doesn't make any sense. You can't just ignore that. That is that is uh, that is destructive, and it will lead to chaotic. Well, yes, and then somebody and, go ahead. And truly, it can it can turn into war, or it can build the pyramids. <laughs> you know, it can it can turn into chaos, or it can become the greatest creational force that we have access to. Yeah, you know, as human beings. We are capable of so much, um, and not only technologically, mind you. I, I, I sense at this time when we see our capacity as humans, a lot of times it's automatically um, paired with technology advancement, technological advancement. But the capacity for us as humans to create true culture and civilization that, in, that allows the thriving of children that allows the freedom and safety of the women on this planet. And that encourages the creator and the, the, the champion and all of its men. Like what is a society where we are encouraging each other look like versus discouraging and putting down and bullying. And can we actually create that? It's not like, it's not utopia. It's, it's just a, it's a different way of being human. Yeah, man. But I think, I think that we're ready for, in fact, I know it. Yeah, I think we're ready for it and we're um it's a necessity at this point. I don't think we can go on much longer with the uh the hamster wheel of of the dominator culture one could say that we've been living through. I think this is this is kind of like the next the next steps. It's like it's it's inevitable at this point. I think it's like friendly competition, you know. It's a collective friendly competition because we can't like we said before, we can't get rid of competition. It's literally ingrained in us as a as a as an animalistic instinct almost. But it's like right. we don't use it to destroy ourselves. We use you use that and almost transmutate that energy into a constructive energy to build this so-called metaphorical pyramid of the whole world. There you it's go. like a utopian world in the future, you know? You know, for, for me, it's specifically non-utopian. Uh, I think that's dangerous, actually, to 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 um to suppose that that's a, even a possibility. I, you know, I believe in light and dark. I believe in light and shadow. Uh, in the in the eternal doubt that is somewhere on the planet right now there's a there's a flood happening there's an intense storm and somewhere on this planet right now there's absolute paradise and it's it's a nice 70 degrees of the beach you know yeah. you don't want to be anywhere else and those things will, i think those things will always be true um and it's about collective embodiment what do we value as human beings on this planet it's great. You know, we're global, globally connected in our lifetime, bro. How old are you? I'm 29. Okay. I'm 42. It's born in 1980. At this time, the, the entire planet is so connected that we, we know the daily news at wherever we choose to tune into. Yeah. This is, this was unthinkable just a hundred years ago, mm -hmm. 50 years ago, even to be mm -hmm. real. Um, so now that we have all this access to information, we are act we're in this cauldron right now of turmoil. And so what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? Are we going to continue to play this game where people make decisions for us to draw lines and borders that don't serve anyone except themselves, their, their investors in their pockets, you know, and it's not like about uprising and tearing down of of the current it's about building the new it's about taking this consciousness this conscious awareness that we have and saying hey you know if you guys value life throw your hands up yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. we have to start doing that because we're giving our attention uh to to lies to 
fucking uh, Kardashians to yeah. all the, all of these things that that are taking up human attention where, where really we could be focused on like uh, creating better civilization yeah. for, for all of us for all of us. Mm-hmm. And it looks so many different ways. So there's no, and I want to be clear here. I'm not preaching that there's one way to do it. Men's work is a, is a starting point back just to bring it back to sacred sons. Mm-hmm. You know, the mission is to connect so many brothers to their hearts that they go back to their, their engineering job. They go back to their construction site. They go back to wherever they go back to, they go back to their homes and to their families and bring their heart with them and start instilling that embodiment that's where it starts. You know, it's, it starts in the hearts and the homes of these men. And we know this and we know this, so we have to acknowledge it. We have to acknowledge it. We have to support it. Yeah, man. So well said starts in the heart, man. It really does. And then we literally embody that right through, through like a, through like a masculine, uh, mold, like molding this, this new being. Yeah, man. It's, um, where did this all start for you? Like, where did this all uh, wavelength come from you know really why did you decide to embody this yourself it was a calling it wasn't necessarily a decision <laughs> you know i want to be really like humble in this I'm, I'm so proud of what it is currently and what it's becoming and like i'm bringing it with humility um it comes from my own childhood it comes from you know you know i was raised um you know, my parents were divorced when I was one years old. So that's the, that's the onset of my journey. And not that that is, it's a terribly traumatic thing, even it's just my, my experience. Um, and so where it really started for me was in my fatherhood journey. And I found myself in a similar situation as my father found himself in. And I started to ask questions. I started to it's like I, as I'm having kind of like an unraveling of my own identity, I'm asking questions. And I'm looking for, I'm seeking answers. Like who the, who do I talk to? Who do I, who do I go to with this? Mm. You can, you can, you can sit in ceremonies. You can sit with the plant medicines, but like when it comes down to it, we need each other. Mm. We do. We really do. That's real. Man. And we really do. And, and I was in a place where I was like, damn, I need my brothers and I don't have them. And listen, I'm, I'm someone who played in a band for 10 years. I went on tour with five of, five of my best friends. Um, I had always kind of like had brothers around me, but I had ended up in this place just like a lot of guys find themselves in. Maybe they're in their 30s or just you know approaching that age where I was like, damn, I'm like working to live, living to work. Like I don't have the same connections with the brothers that I used to have. You know, just found myself in that, that space of missing it. And it was actually through ceremony uh, that I had a vision. I had a kind of like the calling that if I'm feeling like this, then I believe that there's other men who are feeling like this. Yeah. And so what my first experience with men's work in all honesty, it was, I, it, I left going, this is not for me. Like, like I'm good on it. Mm. And there were reasons for that. And it was, it wasn't really resonant with, with kind of the path I've been on my own kind of spiritual journey. You could say, um, but it wasn't resonant what what the men's work that i had found and i got the call from spirit like if if you can't find it go create it mm-hmm. and that was incredibly like scary and humbling but also like fuck like it, when you hear the call you know you can't unhear it and you hear a lot of people who are really when you talk to people who are on purpose on mission yeah it's like it just goes 
yeah. it just, it, it starts to go from that point. And like I said, it was our co-founders got together. Uh, we each come from different backgrounds. I come from a background of organizing events. I also threw a gathering called tribe family gathering prior to sacred sons. Um, all bear comes from a background of, of shadow work and, uh, holding space in one-on-one -on -one containers. Jason, who's a co-founder comes from a, a 10 year men's work background with a group called mankind project. Mm. And so, uh, we kind of brought our collective gifts together and created, uh, what it is that we needed. Like if I was, if I was 25 years old right now, 24, whatever, almost, almost at every iteration, cause I still like every experience is still new for me to be honest. And, but if I, if I was to come into this, this is, this is the exact type of container that I would need to level up in my life mm -hmm. and that we would need. And that's, that's, that's literally what we created as our version of mentor mentorship, because it's not about getting the mentorship from LeBron or from, you know, the rock even though we love them, we love them. That's great. But even Charles Barkley said in the eighties, like, I'm not a role model. Don't do, don't do that to celebrities. And it's not, it's not that we are either. It's that the group, it's the energy of the collective. We, we really dispel a lot of the hierarchical energy. Like mm. we're the leaders, you're the participants. And we really get clear um, that it's about that collective embodiment. And when, and when we do that, um, man, a lot of energy moves yeah, and it's, and it's very powerful. Yeah, so it's it's like, you got to come um, out. I'll I'll invite you for sure, man. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing a it's a doing a good job selling it to me. <laughs> I'm really interested. <laughs> but uh, nice. So it's about it's about community, you, dude. You're at that time and you're you're at that age in your life too. It's yeah. Uh, you're at that time in your life too where it's that's the questions start to come. The the spiritual connections start to like you know, the seeking element, the seeking chapter of our lives is like right in there for men like that 27 to 33. I feel. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. It's like a sense of maturing. Like, I feel like I'm actually an adult now. <laughs> I'm actually no a man. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. I'm interested, man. Um, yeah. So really what I got from that is like, you're establishing a collective brotherhood, like a, a collective yes. community that anyone can really tap into. And it's not, it's non-hierarchical, it's non, you know, guru-esque, and it's just something for other guys to essentially just relate to other guys in, in this spiritual yeah. journey. And just, just a, a simple example of that is that on every weekend or every training, we always have three uh, leaders or facilitators present. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? There's always a, a triad or like, you know, a group at the center. It's never just about one person. I got you. Um, That's cool. And this is the anti, this is the anti Tate thing as well, because that whole <laughs> yeah. thing, although there's many people involved in that, they prop up one person. We've seen, the, we've seen this play out over and over. Like we know what that leads to. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's just it's simply about acknowledging leadership and masculine leadership comes from people who have had the experience who are just a little bit further along than you are, who, who have had the practical, tangible life happenings to be able to reflect back to you, like in very honest and clear terms, like not even advice, but just a clear reflection of the situation that you're in and what you're asking for. Mm. This is like healthy, this is healthy role modeling. Yeah. And, and, and we, we have all other ways to, you know, clear conflict between men. You know, it's not all, it's not all roses and fucking kumbaya out there just to be clear. Yeah. Uh, it's the deep, deep, 
and things come up and the core of our work, we have these core tenets, it's creation, connection, confrontation, and celebration. Hmm. So what that means is first we create the space. A lot of the times we do our work out in nature in these beautiful places you'll see if you check out sacred suns, like on our Instagram, um, we're always connected to nature. We create the space. We connect with the men, connect with the, the brothers who are coming in for initiation or for the experience. And once we're connected, then we confront and the confrontation is where the gold is. You know, this is what men are missing because, you know, men are out there being challenged in a healthy way. Um, but just like we were talking about competition earlier, confrontation is something that can be so healthy and healing for us just to be able to get it out, just to be able to say the things we need to say. And then what do we do after that? We celebrate and men and our experiences need to be celebrated once again. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was saying earlier, like there's this narrative that's being pushed hard on our young men that they're toxic and it's not yeah. the case. So many men have, have great accomplishments in their personal lives that go uncelebrated, that go unacknowledged. Uh, and then collectively, you know, when, when someone has a big breakthrough or someone has something happen on a weekend where we all feel it, you know, like we celebrate it, we choose to celebrate it because it's about raising each other up. And so, yes, it's a, it's a collective, it's brotherhood. Um, and it's also accessible. Like I, it's really, it's really about taking this work back home to our families. And so I don't want to, in this conversation, not acknowledge how important our families are to this. And each of the co-founders, we all, we have our families. I'm a father of three sons, um, without Hannah and the inspiration from her to do this work, it wouldn't be possible for me. And it truly at the, at the culmination, it's about doing this so that we can bring it home and so that we can bring our hearts back into our households. I think I've said this, I'm kind of looping back here, but that's what, that's what it comes back to, man. We have, and it's, and it's not about it's not about being heteronormative. It's about bringing it back to your partners, to your people, to the people who you love, mm -hmm. you know, Amen. but I, but I'm for families. I'm for my brothers who, who are ready, uh, who are in a committed relationship, who want to have children. I am encouraging of it. There's a lot of discouragement. There's a lot of false narratives around all kinds of things from overpopulation to you can't afford it. You don't want this. I'm here to let you know, brothers, men out there, if you feel the calling to, to have a family, like answer the call. It's, it's as a seeker of, of human experience, becoming a father is the highest uh, form of experience that I've, that I've found thus far. And I'm, and I'm early in my journey. My, my children are eight, three, and one. So mm, damn, you're in the thick of it though. I'm in it, bro. I'm in the toddlers. <laughs> I'm in the toddler era. <laughs> That's amazing though. It's so true, man. That's what it's all about. It's all about the family. And it seems like alongside the degeneration of masculine values is also a degeneration of the family values as well. And I, I can see Absolutely. that. I can, Absolutely. I can see that in pop culture. It just doesn't, we're not, there is no embrace in the family values anymore, it seems. Is it on purpose? I don't know. I don't know. But it's, it's yeah. happening it's for sure. It's, it's important to, to question why the the chosen narratives get pushed the way they do. Yeah. So, and I'm with you. I don't have to know. I, all I have to do is be able to connect into my own heart and to align with my highest self and to ask myself questions and be super, super honest, you know, and I know from experience I've, I've gone through a separation, 
you know, I'm also a co-parent. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is real life. And at every stage of the journey, no matter where you're at, uh, one of my, um, I recently interviewed a guy called Dr. Martin Shaw, and he, he said this phrase to me, which is the door of mercy is still open. And so no matter where you're at in your life, no matter what you're going through, ups, downs, you know what I'm saying? Like, no matter what you've done at this point, the door of mercy is still open. And it's important for, for dads to hear that. It's important for, for bros to hear that. Um, and to know that like, well, if you, if you've got something that you need to do work on now, there's a place it's called sacred sons mm. and you're invited. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Wow. Well <laughs> Seriously, you, this is Thank inspiring. You. you have a, you have a strong presence. I can feel it through space and time through this, through this, uh, it's weird, man. Yeah, I can feel it, bro. I feel, <laughs> you, feel your presence. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's cool too about this is like not only are you um you know propping up men and showing men like the true their true essence, this is something that women want as well. This is you're also doing They're a favor asking for, for it. They're what asking for it. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it's a win-win for everybody here. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so it, one of the, one of the layers of resistance that a lot of men have to doing this type of work is like, Oh, I can't take the time or, you know, like I've got, other, I got too much to do. What, what, there's, there's these excuses that prevent us from, from let's just call it self-care in, as a whole. Yeah. And then if it's, if it's steeped in like the depth of like doing real shadow work, doing the deep inner work to cultivate um and to clear some of the things that need to be cleared a lot of men have resistance to doing that to giving that gift to themselves and so let's give it a reframe you're not giving it to yourself you're giving it to every single human you come into contact with from now on Mm. you're giving this gift of doing your inner work to every being that you come into contact with and so there's nothing that should prevent us from wanting to do that. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a selfish thing. Ultimately it's, it's a service thing. Yeah. It's yeah. about showing up better. And I'm talking about wherever you are in your life situation, it's about be, being a better coworker. Maybe it's about res- being a better person to respond to that person who drives you nuts to not blowing up in traffic. I'm talking about simple behavioral things that, that we have the ability not to, to overcome truly, but we have to want it. And not only do we have to want it, we have to like, we have to understand that there's others who want that as well. Yeah. You know, I'm giving, and I'm giving some basic examples. You can also like, if like we, we talk a lot about, um, you know, emotional and mental embodiment, spiritual embodiment, but it's also about the physical embodiment. You know, this rise of jujitsu that's happening is super healthy. Get guys back into their bodies. You know, there's, there are so many ways to begin. It doesn't have to be sacred sons, but wherever you're at in your journey, begin, start today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how would you, if somebody came up to you, this is a hypothetical, they say, Adam, where do I start, man? Like, you know, you're talking, you're saying a lot and it sounds great. It's so inspiring, but where do I start? How would you direct somebody that comes to you like that? Is it personal? Like, is it, does it depend on their situation? Do you have to know about them a little bit more? Like, how would you do that? 
That's a great question. And I, I do think it's, it's personal in the, in terms of what I'm promoting here, our sacred sons events are initiations. They are a starting point. However, let's say you're for whatever reason, you're unable to do that at this time. It starts with the breath. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. And I'm, and I'll, and I, if you want proof that it starts with the breath, I've watched my three boys be born. I saw them take their first breath. This is what, this is the beginning. Yeah. And so if you find yourself, uh, in shame in guilt in fear in grief and exuberance in annoyance and frustration, come back to your breath. You can always come back to your breath. So many of us are breathing from that high chest. So many of us are not engaged to our breathing. We're allowing the world to breathe for us, think for us, choose for us. Come back to your breath and respond and, and begin to respond. And so like, <laughs> this is the path Like this could, that, that even just that sentence could take you on a journey into yoga, into breath work, into Qigong, into martial arts, into jujitsu. They will all remind you to breathe. Yep. Yep. Okay. So that's where, that's where the journey, uh, that's where the spirit comes. Mm. That's so good, man. How you said that's where it starts literally at birth. That's good. Yeah. Real shit only here, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) <laughs> so uh where do you like what is what is the uh sacred sun initiation entail can you get into that a little bit like what do you guys actually do at these events yeah um so i gave the framework of create connect confront and celebrate so those are the at a high level that's what we're doing um and there are thresholds you know we we engage with breath with eye contact with, um, you know, we, we do these very connective type of exercises, you can call it processes, games, a lot of fucking games to be real. Hmm. Um, and sometimes those games can take men to an edge that they have not into or that they have not crossed within themselves simply because they haven't been asked the question. No one's ever invited them. No one's ever pushed them that far. And that can look so many different ways on a weekend. The, the specifics of, of what we do, there's a, there's structure to it, but it, like, if I was to just lay it out for you, it would not only would it not make sense because you're, you haven't done it and you're not there, um, but it wouldn't be serving it truly. Mm-hmm. It's really about understanding that what you're being invited to is the more of who you are. And we have developed the technology to extract or excavate that, that from you in a really uh, safe and held, supportive, and and ultimately uh, like a fucking badass way. <laughs> it's yeah. and I like to say this too, and take it for what it is. But this work is not only is it powerful and is it needed, but it is cool as fuck. When you get connected back to the earth and back into connection with brothers, and like you get in that frequency, mm. it's a level up. It's a level up. This isn't, this isn't therapy and I, and I have nothing against therapy at all. It's, it's not that. And a lot of men are, they have a, a reservation or, you know, a block to that because of what I'm saying, they're already in their heads. 
if you're if you're talking to someone, you're just kind of replaying stories and staying up here. We get into the body where where energy really moves. Mm. We get into situations when you're in a strike. When you're in a in the ring, let's say we have a a piece called ritual combat. You can wrestle, you can uh, or you can box. You know, and when that glove is coming to your face, you don't have time to think about your bank account. You don't have time to think about all these things that are taking up so much capacity in your life. You're fully present. And so when we come into full presence, that's the moment when we ask you, what are you committed to in this life? Mm. You're like fucking w- wide open to respond. Yeah. Wide open to, to respond. And then we say this, are you willing to be held accountable to that? Mm. And you say, yes. And then I look around and I say, who's willing to hold them accountable? And hands will go up and you'll choose somebody. And then we will start the path of accountability into decisive action as men into our lives. We'll fucking hold each other to it. It's good old fashioned accountability, bro. (laughs) And it works and it's powerful. And we as men are, not only is it like, it's not like a tool that's at our disposal. It's in our DNA and it's in our bones. And I will stand by it uh, for as long as, you know, I'm here to stand by it. Mm. Powerful words, man. Powerful. So it seems to me like you get people out of their comfort zone, almost deconstruct yes. the conditionings from the world, our, our childhood, whatever it is, and construct men in a, in a new way, right? Putting it very simply. Absolutely. It seems like you, like you kind of almost get people vulnerable, not even vulnerable, I don't know if that's the right word. But I don't have to get them. No, vulnerability is, is precisely where we arrive. Yeah. Um, and there's a there's a willingness that's that's there you know are you willing to step into a space like that and in fact you know if you come to a san diego emx i have i have a san diego emx coming up in march i will be one of the leaders my brother kale from maui and my other brother vince matoska chafin will be the leaders at the cmx and if you come out there we are in the high desert of hakumba california surrounded by mountains and boulders it's it's as foreign to you as, you know, like come from Boston. This is an environment you are not used to. So just that, just that initial, even coming into that container and being on that land, it's, it's, it's not that it's disorienting. It's like, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a homecoming. It's kind of a returning. Oh uh, yeah. Because we, we, what we're doing is we're removing all the distractions. We don't take your cell phones. We're not stripping you naked and doing scared straight stuff however we are turning off our phones like we make agreements to come into the container and who doesn't need four days off of their phone right now yeah just that alone just that four days getting disconnected from technology from news from inputs from consumption yeah that is uh that is a primal reset that that is happening on its own no matter what we do beyond that you feel me yeah 100 and and we need that man we're 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 in such a you know, we're in industrial society. We are in such a, like a, a high pace in the rat race. Mm. It's, it's time to slow the fuck down, come back into ourselves, find what's important and then get to work. Like, get, and then get back. Cause I'm, I'm about it too, you know, get back into the game. It's not like go off into the desert and become a monk on a mountain. We're not doing that. Like I said, the work is designed uh, to bring it back home into our lives. Mm-hmm. That's the middle way, the the middle masculine way right there. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
Wow, man. Yeah, I don't really know what to say after that. That's pretty good. I mean, that's good. I think that's a good like ending point, to be honest with you. I mean, do you have any last words? Anything you want to say? <laughs> yeah, Gary, thank you for having me. And I, I appreciate the invite. And um, let me think here. Yeah, I would. I just want to again. I want to invite anyone who has listened this far. No matter where you are in your journey, you have a gift. You have something to offer. And so remember that, realize that, and if you're a brother out there, and this message is resonating with you, you know, sacredsons.com. Join us. the The medium is the message. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And mm. and the invitation is real. This this work, I guess I'll, I would say this too. This is actually important for me. This work is for all men. And so we're at Sacred Sons. We are culturally, culturally diverse. We are, you know, spiritually diverse in the men who attend our gatherings. You know, it's not about what you, what you are, where you've been, or it's in financially diverse. It's not about how much money you make. We have a robust scholarship program. So if you if you're like oh but this costs money and I don't have that apply for a scholarship like we're really about it one in five men at every single one of our events is scholarshiped there's no shame in that there's no you know this is about reciprocity and again it's about it's about um, being in that reciprocal energy of giving back because it's about service at the end of the day and so really there's no barrier for you and if you're a brother who resonates with this come join us. Mm -hmm. Awesome, man. It's a sacred invitation right there. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, I appreciate your time, effort, wisdom, and uh, just your whole presence coming on here. This was pretty awesome. I'll link everything in the description for everybody that has listened this thank far. Thank you, brother. Yeah, thank you. Listen to the Sacred Tons podcast. <laughs> yes. you, can, you can hear me talk every week uh, to, to somebody really brilliant. And and learn a little bit more about the work. If it's still an edge, you know, the podcast is a great way for both men and women to drop into this frequency. Yes, sir. Yeah. Other than that, man. Yeah. Listen to Sacred Sons. And I wish everybody the best. I wish you the best, Adam. Thank you again. Thank you, brother. All right. Much love. Peace.